this one's about Infinity War. I don't know why. People asked first to do it. I made some offhanded comment about Beerus and Thanos the other day. People were like, Marvel Avengers Super Dope! Fuck yeah, Brandon. Make sure you listen to us. Thanos. Dragon Ball Super Dope. Chris Evans is a fucking babe, dude. He's hot from a dude perspective. He's like, he's not Jared Leto hot, but he's still hot. Well, you know what I recently learned about Chris Evans? That his contract's up? Well, yeah, not only that. Uh, Patriots fan. He's from Massachusetts, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's got a dog. I think it's named Brady, and he brings it to set with him. And he's also in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I haven't watched that movie in a very long fucking oh, it's time. It's one of my fucking favorites. Really? Dude. Yeah. I think I've watched that maybe maybe twice. Maybe. You're a little bi-curious? Well, I'm a little bi-furious. Holy shit. How many times have you watched Scott Pilgrim? 15 or 16. G-D. It's funny. Annie plays a Rickenbacker in it. It's a win-win. Brandon's a bass player. Rickenbacker and is And there's a, very, a kid uh, na- named Young Neil, and he just goes, I'm Neil. It's pretty funny. Kind of like you. Hello. 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 Dragon Ball, super dope. Uh, Avengers Infinity War edition? I don't know. Strange. Hell so, yeah. Brandon's in the house. I just uh, Yo. I just made Brandon go watch the movie at um like twelve o'clock on a Monday because I ain't got a job. Made me. I was hoping you'd suggest it. Dude, I was gonna throw it down by twelve thirty if you didn't, but you know. How could we not have taken the opportunity to spend a beautiful May day <laughs> inside, inside on a Monday? In an air conditioned room. It was pretty nice, and I gotta say, um, Watching it with a theater with like four other people in it, pretty cool. Felt like I could laugh, be myself, talk some shit. We did get to laugh pretty hard, and and people laughed with us, and they didn't complain. That was there was some quality funny shit in that movie. MC, Random quality shit. MCU does a great job weaving in. Yeah, um, yeah. You and know, a lot of the comedy stuff for I, sure. I, I a lot it. of that can be attributed. You have to you have to imagine to Robert Downey Jr. and just how he portrays Tony Stark, who is a naturally dickhead character. Right, he's a cocky, right. arrogant piece of shit. But like, so that humor gets injected. But I think I feel like. For me, it gets taken up to another level when the Avengers first movie comes out. Yeah. Because Joss Whedon wrote, well, I don't know if he wrote, I shouldn't say he wrote, but he directed. Yeah. And you have so much of that Joss Whedon humor injected into that script. I that, need to watch that again, man. Oh, man. First Avengers movie is quality fucking shit. And I, be perfectly honest, I really need to watch Age of Ultron because... Uh, you never watched it? Kind of haven't. It's... All right. So... I've heard things about it, so I I don't it. like Age of Ultron. Yeah. It's it's cool to see Quicksilver, a way to waste a fucking character. But Yeah, that was uh what's in his terms name's of character. Um that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick ass, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the reason I know because he and Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Scarlet Witch, were um were in Godzilla together. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, yeah. which Godzilla? Brandon Taylor Adams is his name or something? I don't Maybe. Know. Yeah, yeah, the the recent one by uh, Gareth Edwards, who also directed Rogue One. 
Yo. Fucking bless his heart. Yo, you love Gareth Edwards. Do you feel like he did a good job on the Godzilla movie? I believe he did much better on Rogue One. Oh, Rogue well, yeah. One, Rogue One's a fucking awesome Rogue film. One is... It's a think, Star Wars fucking wet dream. It, it was, with a bunch of characters of no consequence, ultimately, which makes it a really feel, fun movie because it lets you play with all that. that I didn't watch it more than once in theaters. I should have seen it twice. Really? You felt I that saw, strongly about I saw Rogue One? Force Awakens twice in theaters. I actually saw Last Jedi in tw- theaters twice. Uh, but unfortunately, I was stupid and missed the opportunity to see Rogue One twice. GD. I should have seen it six times in theaters. It was such a good movie. No, that's your second favorite Star Wars after Empire? I will go on record and say it's my second favorite after Empire. For a second, I thought you were going to change the game and say it's my favorite in Empire's second. Nope. Nope. How the it... fuck did we get on Star Wars again? Gareth Edwards, Gareth Edwards, Brandon Taylor Adams, Elizabeth Olsen, Godzilla, Scarlet Witch. Godzilla, which if we don't take the opportunity to do it now, we'd be Woo! fucking stupid. Uh, Brandon and I and our friend Shannon have been working on a Godzilla podcast. Pojira! Pojira! That's P-O-D-J-I-R-A. Um, we're going to be launching pretty soon. We've got a few episodes in the bank. Um, we've watched a handful of movies. Basic, we've watched four to this point. The plan is to watch all thirty plus movies and basically have a super dope esque discussion about them. It's a little bit more in depth though, mainly because Brandon, um, unknown to many of our listeners, is uh, he's got a he's got an alter ego that I like to call Doczilla. Yes, I uh, earned Dr. my Zilla. bachelor's degree in kaijuology. The study of uh, monsters or strange creatures. Fucking nerd. And uh, I'm going to be actually going back to school pretty soon to get my doctorate in uh, kaijuology. Kaijuega. Kaijuega is monster movies or strange films. Yeah, man. You know how I know that? Because I gave you a dictionary. Because Brandon made me a motherfucking dictionary out of a composition notebook. And like wrote down definitions for me and Shannon. Anyway, my point in bringing that up is seeing as it came up naturally in the flow of conversation, be on the lookout for Pojira. If you like this podcast, me and Brandon and Shannon will be holding it down on Pojira. So yep. I'll, uh, I'll post some stuff out on the Twitter and the Instagrams. Uh, Twitter, DB Superdope, the number one Instagram, uh, DB Superdope. So be on the lookout. But we're here to talk about Avengers, motherfucker. Stop getting me Ooh. off track with fucking stupid ass. Was... So a lot of people are probably wondering why we're doing this. And here's where it kind of stemmed from one of the episodes a couple of weeks back of super dope or the dub uh super dub um i talked a little bit about beerus and how he kind of sees his role in the universe how he could immediately interfere in a lot of the uh entanglements the z fighters find themselves in and solve them immediately he's got the power of destruction motherfucker hakai but he's a firm believer in the balance of the universe you know Gothic destructions are there to balance out what the Kais do. Right. And in a lot of ways, I look at Beerus and his overall philosophy and how he holds his post as a God of Destruction of Universe 7. And I look at that and I see that in Thanos. So I made some offhanded comment about it real quickly and, and said something about Affinity War. And a couple of people were like, hey, Kyle. Hey. You got- hey. Hey. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. You should make a Infinity War super dope podcast. So... I wasn't against it because check it, check it. Check this movie fucking ruled, I, and I, I will. I'm very excited to talk about it with you. So that's just so you guys kind of have some context from where this is coming from. This isn't us trying to branch out into nope other this mediums because Dragon Ball is my love. This so. is like a fucking car dealership, one time offer. Is that what they do at car dealerships for you? 
Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity so War. we'll kind of take you through some of the major events in the movies here. I, I walked up to the ticket counter and I was like, yo, what's up, man? Can I get two for Infinity yo. War? Yo, I'm trying to watch Infinity War. <laughs> I'm and trying to do it for the fans. Hey, man, we're here for the fans. <laughs> and I made the fans. weird request. I was like, hey, is it weird if I bring in like a legal pad? Handing that- him his super dope card. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm Kyle of Kyle Super Dope. What's up, motherfucker? You guys should be paying me to be here. <laughs> he did his best Samuel Jackson impression. Hey, motherfucker, this what is my legal pad. I'm going to bring it in and take five pages of notes. This is a tasty movie. <laughs> So I kind of scribbled in the dark and, and kind of give, we're gonna, let's just, listen, if you haven't, obviously, if you haven't watched Infinity War, don't fucking listen to this I'm podcast. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to drop it right now. Yeah. Anything we're going to say is spoilers. This is super spoiler. We're just this talking is, about literally what a, happened in the movie, our reactions to it, what we loved about haven. it. I'm blessed that it's been, what, a week since but, yeah, Infinity like 10 War days, came out? 10 days, yeah. Uh, 10 days, and I, other than a few memes of people getting dusted. I haven't really seen much. I did see one meme of, uh, you know, the the boyfriend looking over at a new chick as the jealous girlfriend looks on. Oh, yeah. I love that meme. I, I saw that one where Thanos was looking for, I think, balance. And, you know, uh, Gamora was looking at him as the jealous girlfriend. So I knew uh, that there was going to be some connection. Yeah. Other than that, and I don't feel so good. I was waiting for that line to come. I don't, I don't feel, feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Leahy. Oh, Leahy. All right. So, movie opens up. Full disclaimer. Yeah. I have not watched Ragnarok. Right. And from what I understand, it is like, my dad and I talked about it a couple of weeks back. My dad's a huge fucking nerd. How do you think I got to the point in my life where I'm making a Dragon Ball podcast? Boom. Yeah. So, my dad and I were talking about it, and he's like... In terms of a Marvel movie, I think it's one of my favorite ones, or maybe even my favorite one. I imagine that changed after Black Panther came out, because my dad loves Black Panther. But he talked about Ragnarok being like, kind of like a buddy comedy action movie kind of deal. So I don't know how Ragnarok really ends, but I know based off of, you know, how this movie opens up with Infinity War, we're picking right up off of the ass end. There's an Asgardian refugee ship. Asgard has been destroyed, so yeah. they're they're about to get boarded. Thanos, children of Thanos are there. Thor, Hamdel, Loki, a uh, couple of other warriors. They say that it's mostly a civilian ship, and, and Thanos is boarding because he knows Loki's there. Homeboy knows where the fucking Tesseract is. Yep. And if he doesn't tell me, I'm gonna crush Thor's skull in my head in my hand like a little grape. Yep. Because I got big ass purple hands. He did. He's been eating a lot of great popsicles lately. I was really Melted worried. popsicles. In all seriousness, the, we just talked about it. The first time you see, uh, the first time you see Thanos in the MCU, it's at the end of Avengers, right? Yeah. You realize that Loki wasn't the guy pulling the strings on this. He was doing right. it for Thanos. Thanos is like, "Yo, y'all fucked up," and that's really the sneak peek you get. So I've been exposed to comics and nerd culture. My entire effing life, I've seen Thanos in a billion different iterations. Right. I was really worried not only about the presentation because he's got these crazy, you know, big ass purple chin. They they equated out to a ball sack chin, which is, you know, understandable. Thank you, Star-Lord. Thank you, Star-Lord. Thank you, Chris Pratt. Thank Bless you, Andy. Heart. Thank you, Andy Dwyer. Thank you, Andy. Could we all just fucking agree that Star-Lord was, was I mean, to a certain extent, is Andy Dwyer in a lot of ways because Chris Pratt just is who he is. He's, uh, what's, what was his, uh... FBI name? Burt Macklin. Macklin. And then he's, his brother's name, Kip Hackman. 
Why don't they have the same last name? Shut up, Kyle. Shut up, Kyle. So, Star Lord is Andy Dwyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of how they presented Thanos, I was kind of worried. Like, how do you have a character not only with such defined, out of this world now, features, who's still humanoid, but is still so much fucking larger? Who was Thanos? Was it Ron Perlman? Because it looked like Ron Perlman who was Thanos. Oh, in this movie? Yeah. No, it was Josh Brolin. Oh, snap. He Yo. also played W. Big brother in the Goonies, man. He 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 played W. And I feel like we could bring up an IMDb page and just talk about movies Josh Brolin was in for like at Porn least Hub three page. episodes of a podcast. Did you just make a Pornhub joke? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my point is the scale of Thanos. Yeah. It was something I was a little worried about because obviously this is the Thanos. This isn't an it, it, it's an Avengers movie. Yeah. But this is Thanos's movie. Yeah. This is his journey. Yeah. I saw a few people tweet out, oh, man, I wish I had a little bit more context as to uh, how I should identify with Thanos. I wish I knew a little bit more about his backstory and his upbringing. See, this movie is Thanos' upbringing in his movie. You see him, you know, carry out his diabolical as... plot at the same effing time. But you get enough background on Thanos to not only understand where he's coming from, what he's working towards, yeah. but also understand he's the baddest fucking dude in the galaxy and have sympathy for him at the same time. The way they executed on Thanos in this movie, yeah. spoken, sum it up! Let me, let me, let me kind of bring this from an outsider's perspective, I guess. I'm an I've seen Iron Man a couple times. I think I've seen Iron Man 2 a couple times. That's the one with uh, uh, Mickey Rourke, right? Yep. Alright, I've seen that once. I've seen the first Avengers... Nope. Seen Captain America Civil War at least twice. Civil War is... But what I'm trying to say is I'm not fully affiliated and in, in, in close Yeah, you don't know proximity all of, of all movies. the story. I was able to watch this movie with a clear perspective almost the entire movie. They made it perfectly to me that somebody who's not familiar with the comics... With the backstory, or even what's been happening in the last few movies, Black Panther, Ragnarok, whatever, I was able to kind of pick up on it pretty well. You know, some of the Avengers are in exile after Civil War. Um, you know, Wakanda's, you know, doing its thing, and the Thanos story was clear as day. To bring balance to the universe, half of it must be wiped out. So by acquiring all of the stones, the six stones in the gauntlet and snapping his fingers, he can bring that balance, just like the Jedi versus the Sith, just like what, you know? Well, one thing that I appreciate about the way Thanos executes on his plan today is they kind of tell you very early in the movie and they kind of give it away as a... Almost like an exaggeration. They're like, yeah. if he were to gather all these stones, one snap of his finger and half the universe is gone. They say that in like the first 20 minutes of the movie when the Guardians of the Galaxy first come on a couple of scenes later. Yeah. Gamora yeah. says that. And yeah. when I first watched that movie, I did not think that is literally what was going to happen. Right. Right. And Thanos goes on at another point in the movie to say more or less the same thing. One snap of my fingers and half the universe is gone. Yeah. They fucking hinted at it two goddamn times and everybody was still super shocked when it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Granted, probably the way that it was presented and the fashion in which it happened. The sudden yeah. fucking shock of it. I think what's kind of cool is it's not as easy as, say, Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight where, you know, pretty decently in the movie at least for me personally i didn't look at him so much as the villain i'm kind of like maybe he's got a point 
Thanos did nothing wrong. Thanos. Zamasu did nothing wrong. You know, yes, <laughs> Zamas. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Zamas. parallels to Zamasu as well. Well, there's, maybe not as much. I, I, I think that his intentions were good. The methods about procuring them are devastating. Yeah. And he you know. even says it. And, and like I said, for the, whoever the hell tweeted out over the last few weeks that you would have felt better if you saw a Thanos backstory. I think from a from a character perspective, all you need for that backstory is the short little scene of him saying, you don't understand. Like, I think he says it to Tony Stark. Oh, no, yeah. Doctor Strange. says it to Doctor Strange when he first reaches Titan. And I'll try to get back to the chronological piece of this, but discussions go where they go. Yeah. But Thanos says this to Doctor Strange. You don't know what it was like. He has the reality gem fucking shows him what Titan looked like. Yeah. Overpopulation yeah. was a problem. People were starting to starve. People were starting to starve. I said... This is what we should do in order to solve the and problem. And they thought I was crazy. They thought I was fucking ridiculous. That was backstory enough. No doubt. You understand. He wants the long-term longevity of his race. He even says, we didn't want it to be unfair to anybody, just randomly assigned. We're not going to favor the wealthy. We're not going to favor the poor in I terms of picking who like, dies. I guess if, if I could bring it into a historical factor. Yeah. Brandon's a history nerd. So go. Woof. Woof. Even though his plan is brilliant from his perspective eventually it's going to need to be done again for example what like three billion years later i don't know man because look at look at world war ii world war ii killed how many millions of people you tell me history nerd i forgot fuck but afterwards there's a huge baby boom especially in place like america yeah man they left the fuck in the 50s and the Mm. mid 1940s delicious anyway our population has grown exponentially, you know, to a point where people are like worried about what's going to happen when we overpopulate. Yeah. You know, so I guess looking at that Thanos's idea long term, eventually it's going to have to happen again. Well, one thing that I have to applaud the movie and they get they get it right but, out but of the I'm f- not trying to ruin the movie. I'm just kind of bringing it in. You fucking ruin everything. God damn it, Brandon. I haven't let out a goddamn it, Brandon, seemingly in months. God damn it, Brandon! That felt good to get out. One thing that this movie squashes for me right off the top in the opening scene is sure. I'm worried about the scale of Thanos. He is a titan. He is yeah. bigger than all. He's he's on scale or on par with the Hulk. And yeah. how do you fucking show that? Not only is he so much bigger, like his hand grasped around Thor's head, yeah. but Hulk pops out fight. It's the only fucking real Hulk appearance throughout the movie, which which is I think I understand why they're doing it. We'll talk more about Bruce Banner, but it was a little bit bumming. It's kind of crazy, though, to see how quickly Thanos dispatches of the Hulk. And at that point, he's only got one Infinity Stone. Hulk not only got taken out, he got knocked out. He got knocked the fuck out. Thanos is very skilled in terms of the hand-to-hand combat. I thought for sure, not not to get too far ahead, but when he like when he punched Captain America later, I was like, "Yo, Cap's dead for real." He like he took him out hard. I know. I thought like Cap's gone. Well, I think there is some sympathy in the character of Thanos, especially how he carries out some of his things, especially with some of the Gamora stuff. It's He's a tough character to not sympathize with. I'm willing to go on the record and say he's the best Marvel Cinematic Universe character ever. And that includes Fisk. That includes the Kingpin from the Daredevil series. Um, And I think they're kind of similar in that 
they do a good job in having you build sympathy for them. Like, yeah, you you see Thanos and it's, he has this love and he has this backstory with Gamora. And ultimately, at the end of the day, no matter how fucked the methods are, he's just trying to prolong life for everybody. It's almost like a Stockholm syndrome, and then where Fisk, you become so you inundated. Shit. What do you mean? Oh, with Gamora, you mean? No, Stockholm syndrome with um with with Thanos, where. You're kind of we're so, with him so long. We've got no you're choice. You're so wrapped into his character that you kind of start seeing his perspective and his point of view. You know, but it's hard not to see it anyway. Even if you put down the two sides on paper, it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, this guy wants to kill half the universe, but it's so that way the other half of the universe can have a long, happy life. That's essentially what this boils down to. Yeah, and it goes on to more, you know, exemplify that with that scene with Gamora, where he's like, "Do you remember what your planet was like before I went there?" She's like, yeah, we were happy. He's like, fuck yeah, that. You guys you were, were starving. starving. And... I saved you. I saved your planet. Now every child who's been born on that planet since has no nothing but a full stomach or something of that uh, effect. Uh, yeah, but they Thanos haven't had a dent like, like Wilson Fisk is in the Daredevil series. Very easy. Have you watched that? The Daredevil? Oh, okay. I haven't watched season two because I'm a shitty nerd. Which it makes no sense because the Punisher's in it. You think I I'd watch it, right? Focused all my efforts on Pojiro. Kingpin is such a sympathetic character but just because you you understand the shitty upbringing that he had and like yeah. how much love he has for his mother and how much hate and rage in his heart he has for his father and it's like yeah I'm glad that you got yourself out of that situation I'm glad you stood up for yourself at a certain point and you know you killed your fucking dad but I would have killed your dad too he was a piece of shit I mean know? it's it's weird because like we see kind of redemptions in the past like for example in Civil War Black Panther hates Bucky Barnes a whole movie because he killed his father, mm. but then he finds out that he didn't, and he's like, "Look, you know, gotta love the fact not, that not cool." And then when he finds the person that kills his father, he's like, "Nah, dude, I'm not gonna get revenge on you. I'm gonna make you suffer the real way. You're gonna get processed and fucking taken through law." Yeah, you know that's that's the redemption that doesn't you know let him take over fully into the dark side. But, you know, he's able to kind of be like, there's redemption through violence or there's redemption through justice. Well, I think uh, the Bucky stuff was... Uh, Bucky's one of my favorite characters um, in this MCU. I think because I love uh, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier so much, that's probably one of my top three for sure. But yeah, Bucky for sure is one of my favorite MCU characters. I kind of wish he had a little bit more to do with the storyline here. And he's got some cool moments. That little thing he has with Rocket in the final battle, whatever. So now here's my question that maybe you can answer, maybe not. Why is he armless at the beginning of this movie? Oh, man, he lost his arm. Um, what was it? In Civil War, right? It gets ripped off of him. What, Cap rips it off? I mean, uh, Iron Man rips it off? I don't remember that scene. Hold on. Please hold. Okay. So we lost it in Civil War. So it's War. confirmed, yeah. Okay. He, he lost it in Civil War. I'll have to watch those last scenes again. Jesus. Because it must be in the... Um, in the Siberia fight. So, I don't remember. How bad are we right now? Whatever, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. Super People dope. ask us to do it, so we're doing it. Super dope. Anyway, Bucky Barnes, totally underutilized in this film. But we haven't even got past the first scene, Brandon. Let me try again, Brandon. Uh, Help. Thanos quickly, you know, uh, makes quick work of Thor, kills Loki. Okay. Fucking lame. 
That's when I knew shit was going to go down. Like, when Loki dies in the first five minutes of this movie. That's pretty crazy. But Heimdall was able to get, Lo uh, excuse me, get the Hulk back to Earth with a, that last little bit of magic that he's got in his dying fucking body before Thanos shoves a Loki sword through again? his heart. Loki is Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. He's yeah. a hunk. He's a hunk, a hunk of burning. He was in that King Kong movie. Was he? Yeah. You fucking love big monsters. Except for King Kong. But anyway. But thank Christ track. that. Bruce Banner falls through the goddamn roof of Doctor Strange's house, right? Yeah, right. Imagine if he fell like two houses over. <laughs> How the fuck's the movie start then? Stan Lee's house. Right? Hey. Stan Lee had the best cameo in this movie, man. He really what, did. You've never seen an alien before? What's the matter with you fucking kids? <laughs> He's a fucking bus driver. But he kind of catches them all up. Thanos is coming. All right. We got to get in touch with Tony. Yeah. Tony and Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts back in the frame. I'm glad they yep. got uh, like Ren and Paltrow. Yeah, they're all and they're talking about kids, which I think is really. They're gonna get married. They're supposed to get married. They're, they're they're on their way to their marriage. Tony had a dream that he had a kid. Maybe that was something in Spider Man where they reconnect. I don't know. I didn't see Homecoming either. How bad we are. Where the fuck we were worse. watching Super Dope people. Yeah, man, we were making Super Dope for y'all. That's why I haven't been to the movies in six fucking months. Okay? Right. GD. Hi. Hi. So. Pepper Potts and, and Tony Stark are talking about having a kid. And the reason I stopped to bring this up, it's a super quick scene. But the way Tony Stark interacts with Peter Parker throughout this movie, it is the epitome of the father-son relationship. Yeah. I didn't think about it watching it the first time. All right. But ultimately knowing Spider-Man's fate at the end of the movie. Holy shit. And what that Holy scene looks shit. like. And I don't feel good. So I... Fuck you, all right? Tom Holland had the emotional gravitas to fucking improvise that entire scene. Oh, that was all improvised? The Russo brothers were like, hey, what's up? You're about to ash out. You're dead. You probably got a little bit more time because you sense it with your spider sense. Yeah, that's right. So you get a couple lines. Go. And that's what he fucking did, dude. Wow, that was hot. Tom Holland improvised that entire fucking scene. That was that was a little bit of a tearjerker scene right there. I, I kind of knew it was coming because of memes, but at the same time, I didn't know who it would be by. For some reason, in the back of my mind, I was like, I bet it's going to be Peter Parker. I bet it's going to be the kid. The kid's going to get wrecked and go, I don't feel good. Because that sounds like something a little kid would say. I mean. And he, he did. He is a teenage Like, Peter all Parker. of a sudden, like, all these people are disappearing. You know, Star-Lord's going down. And all of a sudden, it zooms in on Peter and goes. Oh, and I'm just so like, good. I'm like, he's fucking toast, man. Yeah, man. It's fucking he rough to watch for sure. Burnt toast. Yeah. But I think they really did a good job setting up that the emotional weight of that scene, I think is only set up because of the Tony Stark, Peter Parker interactions that you have throughout the movie. This scene between him and Pepper kind of set up the possibility to have that happen. So yeah. All right. Portal opens up. They're at the park. Pepper Potts is talking about how she doesn't want Tony to go off and do no more stupid shit. Yep. And sure enough, what happened? 10 seconds later, Dr. Stupid Strange. Shit. Hello. 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 I have your friend, Bruce. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey, Tony. They hug. They go back. They come up with a plan. Remind me, when we get to the end of the movie, I have a great super reference. Oh, Jesus, dude. Okay. All right. I really hope I remember to ask you. I hope I can remember what it is. Oh, fuck. You want to just say it now? Go ahead. So, you know what would make this movie all better? <laughs> what? Fucking Goku and Bulma came along with their Dragon Balls and wished everyone back to life. Maybe that'll happen in part two. There is an Infinity War part two. There is, yes. When's it coming out? May 3rd, 2019 is the current release date for it. Wow. Could that... move. I mean, they moved up this movie a week, but... Hey. What, what do we have coming up? Ant-Man and Wasp, Wasp Girl, right? 
Hitman and Wasp was coming out. Uh, there is a second um, Spider-Man coming out. I don't think that's before then, though. I don't know what the slate looks like. We should probably look at what the slate looks like. Damn, we're so if you want to fucking take a look there. Right. Um, but the weight of that scene really sets up, you know, not only the Tony Stark, Peter Parker shit, but just just Tony Stark's like overall mentality throughout this movie. Because while there are like 30 fucking plus heroes in there, Tony Stark is more or less the guy. I feel like they've done a good job making both Captain America and Tony Stark the you know main protagonist of um, all of the Avengers movies to this point. This yeah. movie, I feel like it shifted a little bit and that a ton of it is about Tony Stark and Thor. Captain America... He's kind of like the relief. Yeah, there. So I, I think to me there were three timelines to this movie. Yes, the Thor timeline. Thor has this thing going on. The Tony Iron Man Stark Torn has line. thing his thing. And going then on. I guess if if and then I had Scarlet to have... Witch and Vision get rescued by Cap, they go yeah. meet up with Rhodey, and then they go to Wakanda. I guess if I had one maybe complaint about this, don't you fucking dare complain. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. What is it? Um. I felt there wasn't enough of a cap timeline. But considering that the last major Avengers movie was titled Captain America, I guess it's only fair that he gets a little less of the limelight. Yeah, and I think so. I just the the especially with the Civil War movie, I I don't know, I kind of like Captain America's kind of a, like a likable character. His interactions with Tony Stark make him more of a likable character. How could you not like Captain America? Right? He is the poster boy for America. All right, so we got Ant-Man coming up this year. Okay. Captain Marvel next year. Yeah, duh. Who's Captain Marvel again? Oh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Beautiful blonde woman. And I'm excited for that movie because it's set in the 90s. That's hot. So a lot of it's going to revolve around Nick Fury and Maria Hill, who yeah. we see at the end of this movie. Yep. But one of my fucking favorites coming back, Agent Phil Coulson. Clark fucking Greg was one of the best things about the first phase of the Marvel movies. First Cat movie, first Iron Man movie. Clark Gregg is like that fucking glue. And he's done a great job on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as rough as that show has. I haven't watched the last couple seasons, I'll be real, but I watched like the first four seasons. Three seasons? Three seasons? And he is a working man's actor. He is so fucking talented. I can't wait for Clark Gregg to be in a motherfucking movie again. Right. The fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. gets the shaft the way they do is horseshit. So keeping, Sorry, keeping up with the timeline, yep, yep. the end of phase three will be Ant-Man and yep. the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and Word. then the untitled Avengers film 2019. All right. So we got two movies between now From and the that, next Avengers There's movie. also, it's in a separate category, according to Collider.com, there's also untitled Spider-Man Homecoming sequel part two. Makes sense. You got to bring them back in and part two of Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy part three. Got to bring the whole Guardians team back again, except Rocket. So yeah, that so, makes sense. Um you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if these movies will be how they will be formed in a timeline on what we have going on. Well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm, I mean, the old joke is not only with this movie, but comics in general. Characters yeah. die all the time. They never stay dead. I know for me personally, I am now enthusiastic of going back and watching things like Doctor Strange, Thor, at least Ragnar- Ragnarok. Yeah. Dark World's uh, kind of... Uh, even Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is one of the best ones. Iron Man 3. Eh, that one was all right. Lots of, there's like a billion But Iron I mean, Man I'm like, I'm enthusiastic about going to enjoy these more because Infinity War to me was such a, a cool movie and, you know, uh, easy enough to follow that 
my past wasn't going to detriment me from watching it. I read one particular you review know. about this movie that um, praised the movie overall, much yeah. in the same respect that we're doing it, because yeah. they do, like you said, they do a really good job. Even if you haven't seen all of the movies leading up to it, you still have a good understanding of the timeline. You still have a good understanding of the characters, the story, blah, blah, blah. But they also went on to criticize it to say, this is fucking horseshit. This is basically the next episode in your fucking TV movie. What? I wouldn't go with that. I, I it's would a look, culmination of fucking I would events look, for sure. I would look at it this way. If you were a big Marvel fan. Which I am. And you had a partner, because we don't discriminate here at Super Dope. Yeah, if you're gay, it's cool. Carlton's being gay in the next room right now. Carlton! You could take your date to the movie, and perhaps both of you could enjoy it without needing fully a backstory. Yeah, no doubt. Not only is it an entertaining movie for people who have done all the homework, have done all the legwork and watched all those movies, but you can yeah. go see it having not seen the last six, seven, eight, however many fucking Marvel movies and still be able to jump in and have a good time with it. That, my friend, is an indicator of a good movie. And it wasn't a simple enough <clears throat> Marvel movie where I guess you could allude it to, say, a porn film where it's like, you know, action, Always action. fucking porn films with you. Yeah, because what do you, do you watch... Besides, do I watch porn? No, no, no. Because yes. No. Okay. Besides Boogie Nights, do you watch a porn film for its content? Sometimes. Sometimes I just want to see what a porn star is like when she's not getting fucked. Cut. God damn it, Brandon. Anyway, moving on within this timeline of this movie, because I took four pages of notes. We're not even halfway through the first fucking page. This is going to be a longie. Fuck. I don't know who you, I don't know who you're meeting later, but you might want to tell them to fucking start drinking without you. Fuck. Anyway. Next part, we get to see this cool uh, children of Thanos coming to Earth, coming to New York City, trying to find the Time Stone. Yeah. And that's when you get the unlikely alliance of Strange, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, who in their own right are both two conceited dickheads, rightfully so. One is the protector of the fucking Time Stone and can warp reality around us as we speak. Yep. The other is one of the smartest fucking men ever. And where we and see, a superhero. We see the beginning arc of what I like to call Hulk tile dysfunction. Hulk tile dysfunction. Yes. I like it, man. When he I can't like get his green up. So, like I said, haven't seen Ragnarok, but from what I understand, there is that struggle is kind of referred to in that movie, in that Hulk is the predominant um, you know, personality that's in that movie. Banner Rock Ruffalo, who Mark Ruffalo, by the way, I don't know if he's gotten fucking weirder. I don't know if he's really honed into the whole you're an awkward scientist by day and a big green strong motherfucker by night. Mark Ruffalo, I love Mark Ruffalo. Scientist in this movie, in the streets, he seems like a different fucking person to me, and I don't know if that's on purpose because he's dealing with he these did mental seem things. A little bit after, more quirky and kind of like I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and kind of see it from his perspective. I'm he spent Hulk. the last two years, Banner, largely unconscious because the Hulk was the fucking champion of the Sakar planet. So, Sakar, I think that's how you say it. Uh, that being said, Banner really hasn't been conscious. You know, he asks Thor like. What happened uh, in Sokovia? He goes on to yeah, really he, not he, understand. Well, he misses out on Sokovia. He misses out on he's been the, Civil War. He's been the Hulk ever since Sokovia. Yeah. And this is really his first time coming back. Because in that first scene when he fights Thanos, he's the Hulk. Knocked back down to Earth. I think the fight with Thanos might have 
actually scared the Hulk. I think that's what caused the Hulk tile dysfunction. Maybe. He he got knocked out so hard that the Hulk kind of got knocked out of him. He got his dick broken in half, and now he can't use the dick for good anymore. Hulk uh, tile dysfunction. Hulk tile dysfunction. You brought it up, man. He needs some Stan Lee Viagra. Well, Bruce Banner, as Bruce Banner, who's having performance issues. Hilarious. You're yeah. embarrassing RDJ in front of the wizard. In front of Spider-Man, in front of the kid. Well, Spider-Man wasn't there yet, but Spider-Man does come in in the middle of that scene. Wow. He, he has that, you know, you see him on the bus. He's on a field trip. You see the Spider-Sense work. You get the it's cool Stan Lee cameo. He goes out. Eventually, the ship takes off. Just kind of streamlining the scene here because lots of capturing, cars. Capturing Doctor Strange. Lots, lots of cars are thrown at each other. Lots of portals to other places are used. Captain Strange sidekick kind of Doctor Strange's sidekick and his fucking fat Asian buddy they do a great job protecting shit but Strange gets captured Spider-Man goes after the wizard protect the wizard kid and then Robert Downey Jr. as I gotta stop calling him Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark are like the same person to me now so sometimes I'll the same John they basically fucking are so Tony Stark goes after the spaceship as well um, that's when he dispatches, you know, pod 17 a or whatever. And we got the iron spider in this movie. Yeah. I saw the Funko pop for the iron spider before I saw the movie. And I was like, fuck yeah. Iron spiders in this shit. And then I was like, oh man, I kind of wish that was a surprise though. I kind of wish venom would have come out, but you know, fuck venom. That movie's going to be terrible, but it would have been cool to see venom. I don't know why you'll probably see Tom Holland, Spider-Man in a venom movie, but you'll never see venom in a Avengers movie. Sucks. Tom Holland can exist in the Sony world. The Sony world cannot can cross exist. over. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking ugh, bumming. But they go up to space. They got to rescue Doctor Strange. Um, again, they kind of have the same kind of deal when Peter Parker ends up webbing his way back onto the ship, sneaks his way on. They have that kind of exchange. Uh, him and Tony Stark, like, I told you to go home. What the fuck? He's like, well, I, I didn't know. Like, he's, these things he's intuitive. Like, I he's did. treating him like a child. Yeah. Very much so. But not in the sense that. You can't be here. You're out of element. It's more like, I wanted you to be safe. Yeah, I wanted yeah. you to go back to Earth. He doesn't have to t- want to tell Aunt May. For Yo. real. Imagine Tony Stark having to go back to I mean, uh, he's shit. That would be a did, porn in itself. Did Aunt May get erased when Thanos snapped his fingers? Yo. If she did, Tony Stark's off the hook. If she didn't, Tony he's, Stark got some spray. He's on the hook. <laughs> Yo, Aunt May's not here. We cool. We cool. Thank God. He like goes. Are you like, kidding me? That's like the next Marvel. I'm sure that Tony Stark has some serious motherfucking PTSD right now. That is some. That's the next post credits like, Marvel scene. Tony who, Stark goes to Aunt May's apartment, knocks on the door, and just holds his breath and hopes that she doesn't answer the door because she got ashed by Thanos. Who was left on fucking Titan besides Tony Stark? Tony Stark and Nebula. And Nebula. Those are the that was only it. two who walked. Everybody else there. All the Guardians are gone. Yeah. Spider-Man's gone. The only Guardian the, of the Galaxy who survived is Rocket. Yeah. And Rocket and Thor, I'd fucking watch that movie tomorrow. That whole dynamic between those two is great. I love it. I think they probably uh, borrowed the idea of cool. the comedy buddy, the buddy comedy thing. You know, that kind of Ragnarok, like I said, I haven't seen it myself, but I hear that it was. They kind of borrowed that element and, and brought in a funny character like Rocket to be able to play off of Thor's, you know, godly 
grandeur, his properness, but at kind the same time... a funny time, replacement to Loki. Yeah, well, I think even funnier, man. Bradley Cooper uh, it, it does such a good fucking job as Rocket. That dude is a phenomenal actor. I just love the fact that fucking throughout the entire movie, Thor kept calling him Rabbit. Very good, Rabbit. Ah, uh, yes, the Rabbit will do. The Rabbit will do. And the tree. <laughs> Captain America, this Captain is my America, friend. This is my new friend, Tree. tree. I am Groot. Like that was that was very like Dave Chappelle (laughs) Prince like Captain America. I may be bleeding in my chest. I know I know the medication. Smoke this. This is the stickiest of the ickiest. You want to smoke with the old boy Rick James? Yeah, you want to smoke with the old boy Thor? Bitch, get over here and show Charlie Murphy your cities. (laughs) I wish I had four thumbs. That way, could give you four four thumbs down. The milk is bad. But we finally get a little bit else. Uh, Hold up, the milk. Is bad. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. What? I don't the, know. What? I. We need to go back right now and watch this movie again because I want to know what possibly inspired you to write "The Milk Is Bad." I didn't write it down. "The Milk Is Bad" is from the Charlie Murphy sketch. You oh, fuck. Okay, just making sure. Because you were Jeez. like looking at your pad, you're like the China Club. What did the so, five fingers say to the face? Slap. We finally get to the Guardians of the Galaxy. What are the Guardians of the Galaxy doing? They're going to check out the distress signal They're from going the to check out. That was very Star Trek right there. Oh, for real, man. They're just trying to make a buck, maybe steal some shit. They don't give a shit. And right. then what do you know? Dead Thor on the windshield. Who, who whaps on the fucking windshield? Flapat. Whap. Dead Thor. But then he opens his eye. But then he's not dead. How did this dude survive? So that's kind of how you get Thor involved with the Guardians, Guardians involved with the Avengers. You kind of get the whole back. I mean, you have the two main characters who know who Thanos are, Gamora, and obviously the rest of the Guardians, but Gamora's got a direct relationship with him. This dude just fucking killed Thor's brother literally like an hour ago. Yeah. So this dude's a little pissed off. Uh, I think they do a good job kind of cohesively bringing together the two different teams. And I felt like that's kind of the angle they had to go just because how the fuck else do you get the guardians there you know um but the guardians being as funny as ever drax doing his thing mantis is a permanent part of the team after guardians 2 uh groot is now an adolescent playing fucking video games adolescent groot is a dick man put that thing down plus they talk about him taking a piss in a cup yeah and then he spills it out the window he doesn't give a shit He's like, yo. Which, by the way, the physics of that probably don't make sense. You'd probably get pissed all over the Was place. Was it sap? Hmm. Right? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Stop it, Brandon. You should have seen the face Brandon was just making. It doesn't exactly lend itself to an audio-based fucking format. Hmm. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Just gonna hide behind my microphone. Anyway. Thor then gets an eye from Rocket. They take the pod. They're going to go try to um, fucking get one of the stones. And then uh, they're going to uh, to No, they're not trying to go in to get the stone. No, they're trying to go make a weapon that can destroy Thanos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Stormbreaker. Duh. Got to get a new axe. Otherwise, we damn well fucked. The rest of the Guardians are going to go to nowhere to see the collector Which who they believe with a K. With the spell with a K. Uh, which is um, they, which they're gonna go to nowhere, spelt with a K, because that's where their collector is and his massive the soul stone. I think. I think it's the reality stone. No, I'm she, pretty sure it's Gamora the had the reality stone. I think nowhere was the soul stone. Mm, no, nowhere's the. Uh, excuse me, the soul stone is um, Red Skull. 
Oh, that's yeah. right. This is for the reality stone. And sure enough, they get it. And we see the reality stone in play right after that. That's and right. I thought a little bit about the reality stone as I was watching it today because essentially he get makes quick work of Drax, quick work of Bantis. He lets not only was he expecting Gamora to come to come, but he uses the opportunity to kind of show Gamora that she can't really trust Star Lord because they have that exchange earlier in I the promise spaceship. I'll kill you on their way there. You have to promise to kill me, and he hesitates. Thanos gets Gamora. He puts the gun to her head first, his head, then changes it to her head. Yeah, he goes to pull the trigger, and fucking bubbles come out. There's a couple times where bubbles come out when he's using Another the reality Dragon Ball stuff. reference. Hey, bubbles. Hey, bubbles. So the bubbles come out. Thanos must like bubbles, or maybe he just thinks the joke is funny. Because if you hold the reality stone, like you could probably have it be whatever you want. At a certain point, he turns a huge thing of like a broken spaceship or moon or whatever into like birds on Titan. That's right. So he can warp it into whatever he wants, but he consciously chooses bubbles. Bubbles. That's fucking hilarious to me. Thanos has a good sense of humor, further reinforcing that. Yeah. He's the best around. I'm going to kind of skip over the Scarlet Witch vision shit. We think we all kind of saw that love story happening, but it's like a fucking uh, Montague and Capulet kind of thing. Like they split over Civil War. They're both on separate teams and they have to go sneak off well, I mean, to Scotland vision's and Vision's pretty much shit. made to like keep her keep scarlet witch in civil war like in a room oh yeah like, that's, where the going? Sole, that's the sole purpose but, but i'm getting back again to stockholm syndrome maybe she eventually falls in love when he puts on that human facade mm. but whatever the teams uh are unaware of these two meeting i up. got a little gripe about that by the way what's the gripe when they're in scotland you don't hear much of her accent her russian accent and then afterwards everywhere else you can hear it i couldn't hear her accent at all there were parts where I could hear it afterwards, but yeah. I thought she played it really straight. Like, what happened? Did she just like, hey, I don't feel like being Russian anymore. There, There's subtle hints in this Maybe one. she's just been Americanized by hanging out with Captain America. Gotta be best, cause you're only a man, and a man's gotta learn to take it. You wanna do a podcast about the fucking Cobra Kai thing on YouTube? Let's finish this gotta believe that when the going gets rough i gotta hang tough to me yeah is elizabeth shoe in the new one history repeats it i don't fucking know who that is she was his girlfriend in the first movie probably not then i don't want to watch it dude she was the only one that made johnny lawrence and danny russo are in it that's all you need and danny russo is selling cars yeah yeah Think he's gonna fucking fight in karate tournaments his whole fucking life? Dude's no, probably he could pushing have done 50 other now. things. Like what? I don't know. He could have made pizzas. I don't know. You want the dude to make pizzas instead of sell cars? It's not like he's selling cars at a used lot. He owns the fucking dealership. Yeah, but instead of like cutting the pizzas with a roller, he just karate chopped them. Talk shit about Daniel Larusso again. See what happens. I'm not talking shit about Daniel Larusso. Anyway, they come anyway. to get the Mind Stone from Vision, Children of Thanos. Cap shows up. That's how you know Cap's kind of back in the thick of things. To me, that was a big highlight when Scarlet so Witch awesome. and Vision are fighting in the train yard. 
I love how they use utilize Scarlet Witch's powers in this movie. They do yeah. it a little bit in Civil War with like her being able to redirect and reflect things. Reflecting, she's pretty powerful in this one. She's like a fucking Dragon Ball character, dude. She's shooting blasts. She's using the power out of her hands to be and, able to fly. And I feel it's like in certain badass. ways she has a parallel to Doctor Strange. They have similar powers where they can manipulate things. manipulate reality. You know, I bet. <laughs> Maybe that's why Vision likes her. Hey, man, maybe if Scarlet Witch was on Titan with Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, they could have taken Thanos. Her magic on him, if you know what I mean. That Olsen twin pussy magic, but it's not. She's not a twin. She's a third one. Well, she got like the 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 leftover magic, maybe from their mom's. Can use her magic on me. Yeah, she's a very lovely lady. Why do you think I watch Godzilla? Because she's in it. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not masturbating to it. I'm not. Not. That sounded more like a question. Not. Anyway, they uh, get Not. saved by Cap, Falcon, and Scarlet Witch. They're like, hey, Vision, what's up? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Um, Come on. We're going to go get you patched up. And uh, eventually it leads to them going back to America, meeting up with Rhodey. Good to see Rhodey walking again. That was the one spoiler I did bring up on another one. Was I read, I mentioned Rhodey now has you know the use of his legs again. Magic thanks legs. to Stark technology. He got their magic legs. But... Still some leftover stuff from Civil War. He's having a hologram conference with all the dudes in Washington. With uh, These yeah, people that just came in and, and rescued uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. They're like, they're fucking criminals. Arrest them. Rhodey's like, yeah, sure. Fuck you. Bah. The end. Rhodey doesn't have a ton of screen time in this movie, but that scene, giving the fucking fuck you to the government, and then going on to have so many cool like little quick shots during that battle in Wakanda. He fucks shit up. Yeah, he does. He's got some cool, like... They don't call him War Machine He's got nothing. some cool carpet bombing shit going on. I oh, feel shit. bad uh, for Rhodey because I feel like he's kind of like the black sheep of the Avengers where it's like, he's the token guy that gets only one or two cool scenes. Falcon. That's it. Now you got Black Panther. You got three yeah. Black Avengers at the same time. Falcon. We're getting there no, in I terms didn't of mean, equality. I didn't mean in that sense. Oh. I meant, like, just the token black sheep, like, where like he gets like one or two cool scenes and then it's like he's not enough to be like a great character you feel deeply about. He's just kind of background noise. Yeah. Especially kind of, uh kind of like almost like I guess you could say like originally Hawkeye. Hawkeye's kind of like Yeah, like man, we don't even see Clint in this movie, which yeah, I hate. Yeah, dude, what's up? I like I like Hawkeye. He's yeah, cool Hawkeye dude. and Ant-Man are just hanging out somewhere in this movie. And I think the way that they kind of separated this out because obviously they wrote these these two movies probably as a whole yeah with the understanding that there are going to be certain characters that need to be in both installments and then this is how we can fill out the cast around them in the first one this is yeah. how we can fill out the cast in the second one it'd be interesting Hawkeye to see... and scott lang will be very involved in the next movie i, have I hope to so and it'll be interesting to see who some of the other i don't want to say replacement but new avengers will be you know i think there's going to be room for some for sure like it'd be it'd be so badass if we got like you know somebody like Wolverine, but because of you know probably not licensing, we can't. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. Um, or when we already know Deadpool was no because Tony Stark says so. Did he? What yeah. Are you there's, about? there's like a little scene where like or, or a photo where Deadpool gets a uh, a letter from Tony Stark when he asked to be an Avenger, and he's like, "Nope." Go fuck yourself. Pretty much. But the plan quickly is then to get Vision to Wakanda. Hopefully, Black Panther's sister Shuri will be able to remove the stone, and then have, we can have Scarlet Witch destroy it. And at least that's that's one more stone we and don't have to worry about. Yeah. Hopefully, Vision. that's one more stone that Thanos won't get, and it'll help contain the power a little bit. At least uh, from putting him off from, quote-unquote, snapping his fingers. So... 
that's the plan very quickly. They go to Wakanda. They they re-meet with... Uh, they meet with Black Panther. They meet with Bucky. Meet with Bucky. He's hanging out in a, in a farm. He gets his new arm because it was blown off in Yo, Civil War. Yo, Bucky. Yo, wow. Buck. 100-year-old man. Woo. Magic arm. Magic arm. Mama said that's his Like, magic. is he like fucking C-3PO or it's attached and it's like, oh, all better. Yeah, basically. And it's made with like vibranium and fucking gold. So made by Wakanda. Shit is badass. But when he gets the arm, Bucky knows. He's like, oh, what's going on? Uh, you aren't <laughs> Where, gi- where's you the guy, fight? You guys aren't giving me this to yeah. fucking hope. You're not the giving field. me this because you like me all that much. This you give me this because you need me. <laughs> you fucking need Flashes back to the sta- spaceship at the same time this is going on and they're grouping up in Wakanda. You see yeah. Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man defeat the it's... children of Thanos. They take the spaceship and decide to follow, basically stay on it and go to Titan. This movie's very much like uh, Dunkirk where there's three timelines that are kind of going on the same, but they're kind of hopping back and forth. Very separated out. Yeah. And because of the you know power of the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos really is the main through line to all of these yep. different ones, which really ties the movie together. This is Thanos's movie, man. He's the threaded needle. He is, man. Um, so they decide they're going to go to Titan uh, with the presumption that you know, they're going to meet Thanos there. And hopefully they'll be able to come up with some kind of plan to take him on. They get there. Guardians of the Galaxy are there. Star-Lord's like, wait, motherfucker. And, you know, they basically go on to accuse them of stealing Gamora. You didn't steal Gamora. Who are you looking for? Thanos? You hate Thanos? I hate Thanos. All right, we're cool now. Except they're not really. Because Star-Lord goes on to act like Andy Dwyer uh, with a gun and a space mask. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of... You said it before, man. You saw the comment online. Yeah. They missed out on a golden opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, being... In a room with Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Cumberbatch. Fuck him. <laughs> Tell me how you feel, Brandon. Why do you hate Benedict Cumberbatch? I just feel like he plays the same role in every movie. I felt like he did a good job with Doctor Strange. Watch a couple of his other movies. He's the same John. But with a British accent? Yeah. Hmm. Um, He's in a room with Benedict Cumberbun. And Robert Downey Jr. in their respective characters. And he doesn't say the perfect comment, no shit, Sherlock's. Wow. Because both were prior Sherlock Holmes. Wow. Um, I, I think that Andy Dwyer's character was very funny in this movie, especially when he tries to deepen his voice and pretend to be Thor. Oh, man. One of the best and every, everyone, no, all, all of the other Guardians of the Galaxy have it. are like calling him out like, are you... Being a dick right Are you now? intimidated by Thor? You, he's uh, God. He's a god. Are you showing your member right now? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. He's a god. And and you know, they're like, oh, you put on a couple pounds. You're one sandwich away from fat. Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest line of the whole movie. You're one sandwich away from fat. I'm uh, told that every day. They meet up on Titan. They come up with this plan to basically ambush Thanos. While that's going on, you see what Thanos ultimately is doing with Gamora. It's revealed Thanos has Nebula. He's been torturing Nebula for some time. Fucked up. She tried to uh, sneak onto his ship, murder him in his sleep. She almost succeeded. Since then, he's just been torturing her. Pulls this out of her memory bank from her mechanical eye or whatever the fuck that Gamora at one point revealed to Nebula Mm -hmm. that she knows where the soul stone is. So she's denying it, denying it. Thanos says, you're a terrible liar. Oh, by the way, I've got some uh, video evidence. Let's go to the tape. Roll uh, tape. <laughs> please roll tape. Uh, Nebula, uh, play the thing. And she plays the thing. 
and they then go to this planet. Uh, I think it's Vor- Vormir. Vormir. Where? Or as I like to call it, Dantooine. 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 <laughs> They're on Dantooine. Wow. Dantooine. Dantooine. Just have a moment of silence for Dantooine. It was all right. It was evacuated before they got there. Oh, all right. See, I didn't realize it was evacuated. Anyway, they go to find the soul stone there. And who the fuck is the keeper of the soul stone? Red Skull. The Red Skull. Like, how the fuck does that happen? And you know what he's been making since he got there? Bad decision. Red Stripe. Oh. He's been making beer for the Jamaicans. Um, no. Fine. Red Skull says he's been there for a lifetime, and basically the stone the the stone that he you know um, wanted so badly has essentially taken over his life, and that he gets to escort people to the stone that he could not possess. He's like the fucking gatekeeper. Tells Thanos, soul for a soul, you have to give up something that you love. Gamora, <laughs> and this is really a sad fucking scene, man. This it scene is. made me tear up. I know. I was you, like, you, you okay, see- Kyle? And you're like. You see Gamora like laugh at him, and she's like, "Ha! This is the universe telling you to go fuck yourself. You can't execute on this plan because you're a selfless piece of selfless, selfish piece of shit who doesn't love anything." And then for insurance, she tries to off herself. No, then for insurance, she tries to off him. Right? No, No, wait, that was earlier. She tries to stab herself, herself and then what does her knife turn into? Bubbles. Bubbles. Yo, Thanos has got a, a sick fucking sense of humor, man. Um. That's when he realizes, or she realizes, he loves me. He's been taking care of me for... I saw that for a million years. Yeah. As soon as they got there and he's like, yo, you got to throw away something you love. I was like, Gamora's going down. (laughs) And he just... Or I could do that. uh, uh, I could do that John Rolfio style. She's going down. Pills, baby. So he grabs her by the arm and you see the struggle and he throws her off that cliff and she falls forever and she's trying to reach back up and she's screaming and she smashes on those rocks. It is such a sad scene, man. You see the tear rolling down his cheek. You see that Gamora finally realizes that as as, as fucked up as Thanos is that... He did this from a place of love for her and not from a place of like ego or or, or conceit or whatever. And it's Daddy, it's so sad, man. You but gotta he, get the stone, but to do so you gotta throw me over. But he gets the soul stone. And very soon thereafter, or immediately after, it's 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 a really weird cut, and I was kind of wondering what the fuck it was. And I think it kind of gives us a clue, right? So right after he throws her off and you see her body, yeah. you see him laying in an orange world, like some kind of orange atmosphere. He's kind of laying in some very shallow water. Yeah. He comes to, he's got the stone in his hand, pops it in his gauntlet. He looks over at a certain point later in the movie. Yeah. And the world reappears after he, he clicks sees, his fingers. He sees little Gamora. Yeah. In that same atmosphere. So I'm convinced yeah. she's not dead. I think she's trapped within the soul stone. I hope that's the case. I hope that she I don't can know. come. That's... Gamora is the baddest bitch in the galaxy. She's pretty cool. She she's the right. deadliest woman in the galaxy. She yeah. kicks ass. She makes the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. For me anyway. I mean, yeah, Star Lord's funny as hell well, and, and Drax is funny, but And I, I think that, you know, perhaps that could be a a good uh segue into the final chapter where uh you know Will she break out, you know? I hope. You have to imagine in part, and I want to kind of get your idea of what you think part two will look like after we wrap this. We're almost there. 
We're almost there, Brandon. No, no, no. I didn't mean it that way. I meant oh, like you meant like like what could they do? Yeah, oh, that was a good. No, I didn't. I didn't mean like oh man, let's wrap this up because this is this is chill. Like this is chill as fuck. You know, um, well, we're already at like an hour. So I know you've been talking to me for so long. I made him put away his cell phone. I made him put away his car keys. Like this kid's in it for the long fucking haul today. Well, I uh, I wish I could be that long in sex. Whew. Jesus, that oh, wait, was a don't really weird sentence that you just said. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back at Wakanda, they're prepping for this battle. They see some of the ships incoming. You get to see a couple cool things of uh, cool shots of you know these spaceships crashing into the barriers and shit. And you get to see the kind of um, Star Destroyer knockoffs. Yeah, basically, right. Um, well, and then that's the point of contention I've been seeing in some some circles is that this this scene was kind of a rip off of the uh, Battle of Naboo uh, in episode one, where Wakanda is protected by an energy field, and then they start just kind of, like, marching through it. Yeah. I mean, they're only... I mean, the the big difference is the energy field is living up to its name because, like, these... I almost wanted to call them, like, orcs, kind of. Yeah, they do look uh, quite fair. ...are trying to break through these, like, orc wolves are trying to break through the energy field and they're like getting like cut in half, but eventually they overpower they start to kind of get in. Yeah. yeah. And then black Panther's like, nah, let's just make it easier for him. Open the floodgates. Yeah. Bottleneck them in and we can take them out as they come in. Yeah. If they get all around the perimeter. They're going to get behind us. They're going to ruin the shield. It's basically just like the endurance of the shield as yeah. a whole. Like, and like, and like war machines just sitting there like, Oh, floodgate. Well, this is all going on though. Thor is off visiting Peter Dinklage to get a new yeah, fucking dude. weapon. Peter Dinklage is tall. Peter Dinklage is a goddamn giant. He's or a, is it he's a like, troll? He's a or, troll. I believe yeah. they call him a troll. And they have to go have him forge Thor a new hammer. Can't make him the new hammer. The star has gone out. The rings have stopped circling. Obviously, we got to get Thor to fix this shit. So Thor and Rocket get the rings going again. And then he's got to hold open the motherfucking gate with the power of the star, not burning any of the hair off his face. Dragon Ball reference. Uh oh. He, get, he gets wiped out by the sunlight hitting him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm burned to a crisp." But it's almost like Peter Dinklage gives him a fucking sensu bean or something. I thought the same effing thing, because right? It seems because like as he soon as he comes back to Earth, he's yo, there. he's got the Super new Saiyan armor Thor. On. He's all clean. He's fucking not bruised, battered, right? burnt at all, right? Sensu and he's bean. Like, What's up, Mrs. Stormbreaker, motherfucker? He fucking sensu bean that shit up. It was badass. And I'm not even talking about like. Vegeta beat me to a pulp and I'll get stronger. It was straight up Sensu Bean right there. Well, Bruce Banner running around in the fucking Hulk Buster and armor. Hulk tile dysfunction. When he sees Thor come down, he's like, yo, y'all are fucked. Yo. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments because I thought right? the same thing. Like right? you kind of forget because you see Thor hang out in those first couple of Avengers movies that he is so much stronger than the other Avengers yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, because he can fucking zap the shit out of people. Yeah, man. Like, he was taking out waves. Mjolnir! Of- I'm about to go Mjolnir! Except it's Stormbreaker now. Yeah. So. He he took out waves of fucking orc wolves. It was with awesome. With, like, single, like, single psh, slaps. Yeah. Psh, psh, what's up, motherfucker? Like, the cavalry's arrived. It's he, me, yeah. a fucking trash panda, and a tree. Trash panda and the fucking tree. Oh, yes. rabbit. The rabbit. Uh, so they come back. We finally feel oh, like. Oh, and, and Stormbreaker's handle, part of tree. Part of tree. Mm-hmm. I am Groot. 
So while they're battling the children of Thanos and the army on Wakanda, you flash back to Titan. You kind of see how this plan that the the big the big brains come up with, Star Lord, Tony Stark, and Doctor Strange, how they're going to try to trap Thanos, and ultimately. Star-Lord wrecks it. Star-Lord does wreck it. But Doc, I think it's cool that Doctor Strange, as the protector of the Time Stone, got to see here Thanos' perspective on things. Like, this is how it used to be. This is how I feel it should be. This is what I'm trying to do. And then before you know it, dude, Tony Stark drops a motherfucking spaceship onto Thanos. Yep. How fucking cool is that? Yep. So Oh man! And as so Captain cool. America alludes to, he is the ultimate protector of Earth and the universe. It's very true. Because he's like, "Yo, you just lost the ultimate protector right now." Yo, Tony Stark is the ultimate Avenger in this movie. Nothing fucking phases him for sure. And what I do like about this is, I mean, they have the battle right. So the plan goes as as is. They he talks with Doctor Strange. Spidey webs him. Drax grabs him. Uh, what else? Star Lord throws down like a little thing that uh, electrocutes his arm and yeah. into place, uh, and they try to pry the glove off of him. And they, they got warp, it. They, they warp. They got Mantis. it off him. Uh, Doctor Strange warps Mantis down onto his shoulders, touches his head, tries to put him to sleep, and they start to pry this fucking glove off. Tony Stark can't do it by himself. Spider Man comes over. He's helping him. He's helping him. Star Lord flies up. Yo, it's like where's Gamora? Haha, motherfucker. Bet you didn't think it was going to happen like this. Where's my girlfriend, you piece of shit? Where's my booty call? And he kind of, he's like, you know. You know. I wrecked her. It's like when Pam finds out that Michael's dating her mom. (laughs) Who is it, Michael? (laughs) Who is it, Michael? Michael? (laughs) No. Who is it? It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) No! She fucking just runs out of the office. <laughs> it's just like that. Except Star Lord doesn't run out of the office. He smacks. Star Lord dashes the fuck out of Thanos' face, wakes him up out of this trance that Manus was trying to drop him into. Spider Man almost has the fucking gauntlet off. I thought that he took it off. He got it off. He just was just about to get it off. He got it off. As Star Lord punches him in the on the goddamn face, he's like, "Whoop! Hey, my glove!" Flip. No, the end. The end. Star Lord, you're the reason this is happening right now. It's all your fault. Well, well, we almost averted the fucking crisis he, with only like I'd five like, Avengers or five 50/50. heroes. It's what? half Star Lord's fault, half Doctor Strange's fault. Why is it Doctor Strange's fault? Because Doctor Strange ultimately gives him the time stone. Ultimately gives him the time stone to be he, able to save Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Is is like impaled, and Tony's like, "Yo, I'm done. Don't give him it." Take it to the grave. So something earlier in this scene, though, makes me want to... I'm glad you brought it up, is Mantis asks Tony, Hey, is uh, your buddy up there, the meditating dude with the weird-ass cape, is that some shit he does on a regular? Because he's yeah. basically having a seizure. Yeah. And he says, I've been looking at all the possibilities here. 14 how this million... Yeah, it's like 14 million, 600,005, yeah. I think. I, I wrote it down somewhere, but there's just too many GD notes. Yeah. Uh, 14,605 different outcomes. We win... In one. Oh, I thought he didn't even say that. I was just We like, win in one. Out of the rest of them, we all lose. I think I Strange had the then. foresight Maybe, to be yeah. able to say, this is how we win. The only way we can win yeah. is to give him the time stone, is to let him get the infinity gauntlet. So he gives it up. And then he gets the stone. 
goes to Earth immediately just to go find what is the Mind Stone from Vision. Yeah. So they're trying to find it. There's the scene where Scarlet Witch eventually leaves Vision's side while he's getting this operation done by Shuri to kind of, you know, try to shore up his brain. and She tries take to help sp- in the battle, yeah. Yeah, so she goes out and they have those underground digging things that go underneath the... Yep. Underneath the barrier there, what she I comes up, tires. fucking awesome scene, throws them up, and they just yep. land she on a bunch of... Her, oh, her powers are top-notch so right now. Perfect. She's got her A-game. But the chick... And her outfit's I can't think of the ca- I can't think of the, the villain's name. I don't think anybody really caught them, but one of the children of Thanos, the lady, yeah. uh, she's like, hey, Scarlet Witch is on the battlefield. Go get Vision. And Vision eventually yeah, comes out, saves the day again. Uh, from, gets stabbed again. Gets stabbed again. This Vision took so much of a beating in this movie. Paul Bettany, MVP, baby. You whooped ass. Both as regular beat-up Vision. When does he first show, show up? In Ultron? Ultron. Okay. Yeah. See, that's why I need to watch it. Oh, dude. Ultron's not a bad movie. It's just not a very good movie. <laughs> Certainly is entertaining. How about that? Fair enough. Before Thanos can get to Vision, mm-hmm. we actually have to watch Scarlet Witch. And it's it's hinted throughout the entire movie. You're the only person with the power among us to that be destroy... able to destroy this stone. Oh, that was that was that was major record. And she begs Vision to not Don't have do her it. do it. So she I'm not gonna kill you. And she finally says and She finally fucking does. And she wrecks him, blows him up. And Thanos is like, nah, gonna bring him back together. Tom Stone, bitch. Let me Got rip it from out, Doctor Strange. Let me rip out his cute little diamond. And it all gets rewound. He went to and fucking he just Jared's. reaches like his, his thumb and his two fingers into Vision's forehead. And he's a lifeless, cold, black and white android. And he grabs the stone. Could have been worse. He could have stepped on his head like Cell did to 16. I guess. Puts it in the gauntlet. I will be your friend. Snaps his fingers. Yeah, dude. While he's fighting what? While he was fighting Cap, right? Or yeah. No, Thor. He was fighting Thor. Thor. Thor so, impales him with Stormbreaker. Yeah, Thor eventually makes his way over, and he's like, "Motherfucker!" And like, like he's got the upper hand. This is the end of the movie. Thanos even goes so far as to say, "You should have got me in the head, you fucking idiot." No, silver. But if you noticed, the one thing I noticed after that happened, after ha- the weird transition scene with baby Gamora, little Gamora. Yeah. When they come back right to reality. He snaps fingers, yeah. His gauntlet's wrecked. So this was like a one-time offer. You snap your fingers, erase half the uniform, and it was like, it was you almost saw like. saw the gauntlet was wrecked? I it looked like the gauntlet that. was wrecked. When he goes to visit Gamora. No, in afterwards. When they come back to the reality where Thor has his his Stormbreaker still impaled into to Xanos, Thanos. Thanos. If you look at his, his gauntlet hand, it looked like it's like crispy burnt. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch yeah. that at all. That's what it looked like to me. And any, anybody who's listening to Super Dope tonight can like. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we can't go back and rewind it. Yeah, we'll have we to did, wait for the divot. We did just pay a matinee price to go see this movie. Um, but yeah, snaps the fingers. Stormbreaker's not uh, able to kill Thanos. Snaps his fingers. And uh, Bucky, I think, is the first to go. Peter Parker, yep. Star-Lord, everybody on Titan. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. That was that was sad to Tony me. Tony Stark like... hangs out. Nebula hangs out. Who else survives? Let's look at people who survive. How about that? Like the main heroes. Captain America. Cap. Uh, Scarlet Witch. No, no. Scarlet Witch 
gets it. She does? Romanoff stays. Scarlet Witch and... Oh, I'm sorry. I said Scarlet Witch when I, I didn't mean Scarlet yeah. Witch. Scarlet Witch gets it. Yeah. So Captain America survives. Captain America survives. War Machine survives. War Machine. Thor. Hulk, Thor. Hulk. Bruce Banner. Uh, Romanoff. Natasha Romanoff. She survives. Iron Man. And Nebula. And Nebula. Uh, we have to make the assumption because we did not see them in this movie that they survived. Clint and, and Scott Ant-Man, Lang. Yeah. Ant-Man. And they'll be in the next one, presumably yeah, Wasp as well. Because what? Falcon got it. Oh, yeah. Falcon got it. Yep. Um, it's basically the entire original Avengers team from the first movie are the people who survive plus Rhodey. Plus Rhodey. Yeah. Right? No, no. Yeah. Because Hulk survives. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's pr- pretty much the original. What is it? Five Avengers are left? Six Avengers? Yeah. Damn. You know? It's real sad yeah. that 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 Spider-Man scene, dude. That one sticks with you. Yeah, no, sure. and it just sucks because it's like you want to root for this kid because he's just kind of like he's getting bashed on so hard by Tony Stark. It's like let the kid win one, you know. But yeah, I mean, pretty much. Oh, and Rocket survives. So oh yeah, Rocket all of too. the entire Guardians of Galaxy. Guardians are all gone Rocket. except Rocket, and I'm cool with that. Rocket rules. I don't know. A little sad that Groot's gone. So, so Groot fades and he says one last, I am Groot Groot to rocket in the woods. Okay. Uh, Anthony and Joe Russo, the directors of this movie, uh, they recently did a Q and a at a high school. I think they're from Indiana. If they're not from Indiana, maybe it's Iowa. Somebody asked them at the Q and a from like their local hometown where they grew up. Yeah. What? Does that last I am Groot mean that he says? Yeah. Do you know what it is? What? He calls out the Rocket Dad. Oh. He looks at Rocket as his dad. That's devastating. And he's an adolescent douchebag throughout the entire movie. And he lets out that dad at the end. And Rocket's just like, oh, no. Curl up into a ball. Try not to cry. Try not to cry. Cry a lot. Cry a ton. A ton. And uh, while our heroes kind of take inventory of who did and didn't die, at least at the Battle of Wakanda, you see Thanos go and and do exactly what he said he was going to do. And go sit on a fucking overlook over his like little... I'm just going to watch the sunrise and fucking hang out outside, enjoy the sun, get some butter. cigar. Maybe. Who knows? I I would. That's exactly what he does. I kind of want a cigar right now, yeah. So that's the, the end mean, of Infinity War, save for the post credit scene where we see Nick Fury and Maria Hill driving around in New York, and they too are both subjected to uh, the quickening of Thanos. The cliff, cliffhanger is as Nick Fury is getting erased, he hits the panic button red alert on his little... Pager. Palm pilot, yeah. It's Pager. It's fucking Pager from and 1997. And that gives you a clue into the next movie. He's obviously so the, the big Captain cliffhanger Marvel. is who's he saying help to? Is it Silver Surfer? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Brie Marvel Larson? is going. Brie Larson is going to be the strong. And this, this isn't me talking out of school. This has like been confirmed by the writers and, and Kevin Feige and all that. Yeah. She's going to be the strongest hero that we've seen to this point in the MCU. Yeah. She's going to be stronger than Thor for sure. Because I think Thor probably holds that title right now, right? Outside of, you know, Thanos, obviously, but... Yeah, I mean, in terms Ca- of Captain America has body strength, 
But Captain Thor, America Thor brings has... a lot more than his physical capability. He, he's more of a tactician, more of a leader. Yeah, yeah sure, he's Good super looking. soldier, but he's not. He does not have the power of a Norse fucking god. Yeah. Or the power of Tony Stark's Iron Man suit. He never will. Yeah. He brings other intangibles to the job. Exactly. Uh, Captain Marvel, on the other hand, um, her superpowers are for real. So. And I kind of like the fact that, again, this is through my naivety growing up, that it's a lesser known Marvel character who's going to be pretty badass. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, gonna... to me, growing up, you know, the big characters were like the X Men. In terms of that, Spider Man. Okay, I'm sorry. Captain America. Um, even Doctor Strange wasn't big in, in my world. No. X-Men know? and Spider-Man when I was growing up. X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man. You think of all those 90s Marvel fucking cartoons that were badass. Dude, the Spider-Man Fox show was one of the... The X-Men show is one of the best comic book television shows ever. The Spider-Man one, for its time, I mean, it's kind of... Boxed in, and that they try to use a lot of like the 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 fancy three D ish graphics, and yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes yeah. to his detriment. But that's yeah. that too is a really and really the, good Spider Man show. Sinister Six arc, man, that all was hot. Yeah, fucking and Venom, Carnage. That Cletus was one Cassidy. of the first shows that really was able to effectively utilize and kind of was like a precursor for the MCU. Now, yeah, it, it was effectively able to utilize crossovers that they brought yeah, in they Iron Man, Punisher, they brought, they in, brought the in Iron Punisher. Man, yeah, X Men, bunch of people. When he goes to Professor X, what? When he's got the serum in him, yeah, and he turns into Man Spider. Yo, <sighs> those and are like X Men was just a secret like. Jubilee show. Um, like I mean, Jubilee was like the the audience. She was one of the main characters. Introdu- yeah. She was, but that, they used Jubilee as a vehicle to be able to jumpstart the audience's relationship with the show. Yeah, somebody a little bit closer to the age range, the demographic of the show yeah. is going to be aimed at. Jubilee is the perfect fucking gateway to be able to understand and mm-hmm. and help express what it's like to be a mutant as a rogue kid. and Gambit. That was high. Yeah, man, Remy LeBeau. What Remy a LeBeau. what a stud and rogue. Hey, sugar. Hey, sugar. Hey, sugar. Why don't you? She was a good predecessor to King of the Hill. Hey, sugar. Hey, sugar. So, (laughs) all that being said, that's the Infinity War discussion that we're doing today. Um, I I love the movie. My my thing is, I'm gonna go out and say I said at the top of the show, more or less, Thanos is the best Marvel Cinematic Universe villain ever. Yeah. They, not that they've done a notoriously good job with a lot of their villains, but I really thought that Wilson Fisk from the first season of Daredevil was going to continue to hold that mantle for me for forever just because of what you can do with a character's arc over the course of whatever, a 12, 16 uh, episode you know, TV arc as opposed yeah. to a two and a half hour movie. But man, they did an excellent job. Not only cramming all of these effing heroes in here, but somehow still making it be mostly... A Thanos movie. And I, I think for me, the real highlight of the movie, you know, knowing that there was a lot of hype and everyone's like, yo, this is the best movie ever. This is great. You know, I, I was excited to see it. I think the highlight for me was this is very much a, a Hemingway-esque movie where, you know, if you think of like something like Old Man in the Sea or uh, Farewell to Arms, there's no romantic happy ending that you are expecting. This movie ends on a pretty rough term where, you know, yeah, it's one half of a a two-part series, but it's still dark enough that you're kind of left in limbo. Like, who survived? Like, we were talking about who's going to come in to save the day. 
you know, you don't leave feeling warm and fuzzy. You leave feeling kind of fucking sad, sad and broken. And you're kind of like, wow, you know, there's no redeeming quality to the ending of this. You know, like, like we were talking we about earlier. another movie in a year to look like, forward to. Like we were talking about at the end of the movie, like, oh, kind of Empire Strikes Back. With the Empire Strikes Back, you know, they all meet up at the rendezvous point. The rebel fleet's still intact. There's still a rebellion to fight the Empire. But yeah, they Luke got his hand cut off and, and Han, Han Solo, Solo got frozen. frozen and taken away by Boba Fett. But so. like at least. Still ends on a fucking down note. Yeah. Two out of the three main characters are out of play. But. It's at the it's end of Empire worse than say like the Last Jedi, where like the entire Rebel fleet's wiped out, the New Republic's wiped out. All that's left of a rebellion is whoever's left on the Millennium Falcon. That's all we need. It's kind of like that, where you know everybody on Titan except for Tony Stark wiped out, like and Nebula. Fucking Captain America is beaten and bloodied. He's broken. Thor's kind of a little lost. Is what's going on. Hulk tile dysfunction, you know, Scarlet Witch is gone. Vision's gone. Loki's gone. You know, there's a lot of eliminations that kind of makes you go, you know, damn. Damn. You know, who, what's going to happen next? Well, with that being said, what do you think is going to happen next? Avengers Infinity War Part 2. It's still untitled. We don't know what it's going to be called, but um, how do you think that wraps up? I mean, we, we know what we have to come back from. With that being said, we know that there's another Spider-Man movie. We know there's another Guardians movie. We know there's another Black Panther movie. So No, I didn't see another Black Panther. There's another Black Panther movie okay. planned. That was one of the biggest fucking yeah. movies in the GD world. There's until also Ant-Man and up. Wasp. Yep. Well, my point is, we know Spider-Man, Black Panther, and the Guardians are all coming back yeah. at a certain point. How do they come back? How does this get resolved? Unless it's like an in-between. It won't know? be an in-between. It won't be an in-between. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I am... I'm not trying to cop out, but I feel that I don't know enough background to make an educated guess. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Thanos is going to get defeated somehow. And like you said, probably uh, Captain Marvel is going to be involved. Maybe we'll get the I don't I'm, I'm sure that Disney's going to try and milk it like they're doing with Star Wars. We're going to maybe get one or two new characters um, like we saw with Captain America Civil War where Underoos. Spider-Man yep. is created. I hope the next characters they really try to bring in. I'm pretty sure the next set of rights that are set to revert to Marvel yeah. is Fantastic Four. Is Fantastic Four. But man, do I want to see the fucking X-Men done by Marvel. Yeah. The X-Men was like the my comics. Like the, Those are like some of the few comics I fucking read when I was a kid. I watched all the episodes. I mean. X-Men you know. were my thing when I was a fucking kid. Not and, and Iron who Man, would the X-Men be? It would probably be like Logan. Probably Cyclops. I fucking hate Cyclops, but yeah. I wish Nightcrawler Crawler would be involved. Night, Nightcrawler's the shit, man. Nightcrawler's the shit. Him, fucking Iceman, and Colossus were my three favorites. I like the combination of uh, Colossus and Wolverine and Nightcrawler. Yeah, dude. Like, you see those three ass. fight together yeah. through different stretches of the comics, especially yeah. like a lot of the 80s Chris, Chris Claremont stuff. Yeah. And like the, the coordinated moves they have, like the fastball special and all that shit, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to see Marvel do a fucking X Men movie. You know, yeah. It, it 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 sucks that there's these politics that are preventing it from happening. Well, from what I understand, Fox is going to make one more X Men movie. It's going to be a Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah. And then I think... now will it be the same recurring? 
It'll be the same cast that, you know, was part of the reset of Days of Future Past. Because that's class what, that, that was with Apocalypse, right? Yes. Or is there an Apocalypse Apocalypse movie? was not a very good movie. See, I haven't seen any of those. I saw, I saw First, First Class. First Class was good. And then what, Days of Days Future, of Future Past, Past is... was good, even though it not direct, it doesn't directly spit in the face of the source material, but it... It's it, what, First Class meets... It borrows meets, it best. It's First Class meets Trilogy X-Men, right? Uh, Yeah, and that's, when, that's how they kind of have the reset. Yeah. So Days of Future know. Past I think, allows them to I reset the art. It was X- a very well-written movie. X-Men appearing in the next Avengers movie would be... It's not going to happen. It's too complicated. There's too much... Even... I think the next big... And I don't know. This is me talking out of school and speculating no, no, no. entirely. Is Once the Fox rights do go back to Marvel or are purchased back by Marvel, whichever happens, yeah. I think you'll see Marvel make the X-Men a big part of whatever phase we're in by that point. Yeah, phase, phase 5 four or, or phase or five, whatever. Yeah. I, think, I think we're about to go into Phase 4. What about Silver Surfer? Silver Surfer, I imagine his rights would revert back with the Fantastic Four rights. But do you, uh, yeah, fair enough. So fair enough. it'll be cool to see Silver Surfer, and hopefully, I mean, I don't know that they'll make a movie about him. I don't know if they'll incorporate him, but he can definitely help contribute to building out, continuing to build out the cosmic presence of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Very much like the Guardians of the Galaxy have been the, the torchbearers for in terms of the MCU to this point. Yeah. Uh, you can continue to, to kind of build it out. Thanos, I think, is another big piece of that. And but with Thanos and the the Mad Titan, you've got the got Galacticus. You got Galactus. You've got the Silver Surfer. You, you've got all these cosmic entities in the Marvel universe you can yeah. go explore. But what I think they'll do is once they get those X Men rights back, they'll do a couple of X Men movies and then X Men versus Avengers. That's oh what God. I want to fucking see. Oh my God. I apologize to those uh, who may hear a lawnmower in the background. Um, it is that time of year again where the dude across the street who hates his fucking wife so GD much, he finds an excuse to go out and cut his lawn four fucking times a goddamn week. Yeah. Can't say that I'm exaggerating. I fucking wish that I was. Brandon just had to take off his headphones because I just got so animated and loud. Mm-hmm. I'm going to literally take a shit in that guy's fucking truck bed. Why aren't you just doing it in his lawn? That would be better. I mean, he'd probably find it faster than if I shit in his truck bed, right? He'd, he'd lawnmower right over it. He'd have my poop on his shoes. <laughs> but that's going to do it for Super Dope. The Infinity War. Actually, no, it's not. It's not going to do it. Because you know what I also wanted Uh-oh. to ask you? Um, as far as how I could see it resolving, and, and I think they kind of give us a hint in terms of you know the Gamora scenes with baby Gamora today. I think yeah. she's trapped in the Soul Stone. Yeah. The other uh, vanquished, not only heroes, but the people that have been uh, exterminated. Not only people, but the universe. The universe, yeah. Half the universe is gone. I feel like they're probably trapped somewhere and within one of those stones or within the gauntlet to some The only way to get them back is to wish them through the Dragon Balls. We need to get Goku and the gang over to the MCU. What they should do is have Thanos. You ever see that Patton Oswalt filibuster? No. (laughs) The Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thanos has assembled the Infinity Gauntlet. With the Reality Stone, that allows him to jump to multiple timelines and different realities. That is our bridge from <laughs> the Marvel world to the Star Wars world. That's right. <laughs> this can be our jump to the Dragon Ball world. We're going to go grab the Namek Dragon Balls. All it takes is one First wish, we unwish Final Thanos. Flash. Mm, I mean... No! No! This is my alternate reality. Vegeta well, wins this time. Jesus, dude. Don't yell it like a dick. Well, 
I want Vegeta to the Dark Prince to fucking rise again. He's not even that dark. He's got kids and a family now. He's still my Dark Prince. Yeah, because you have a crush on him. He's the best character. You're not wrong. There's one meme that makes my life complete. Oh yeah. As a kid, just one meme. That's it. As a yeah, as a kid, you rooted for Goku, but then as a, as an adult, you side with Vegeta. That meme made your life. You couldn't even fucking cite it properly, and it made your life. I'm gonna go lay under your neighbor's lawnmower right now. Yeah, I'm he'd, done. He'd probably mow you. He loves to mow. Dude loves. He to can mow, mow me anytime. But whatever. They're gonna obviously undo the damage that was done in this movie somehow in the next movie. Hopefully, it's by the destruction of an Infinity Stone and releases the souls. Some shit to that extent. I really don't know. Right. I'm excited to see who else uh, works their way into the the movie next time. I think around. that's going to be a highlight. I, is I got to see Paul Rudd in the next movie. Paul Rudd as yeah. Scott Lang is fucking awesome. Yeah, he is like the perfect funny criminal. Maybe they they'll make Seth Rogen a hero. Um, what the fuck would Seth Rogen's power be? He could be um, the smoking weed man. Could be Star Child. Um, no. What, you don't want Kiss making an appearance in this movie? No. Kind of cool. I don't. Kind of cool. I definitely don't want to see Seth Rogen in Star Child makeup. That fucking guy is getting real aggressive with his lawn, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I, I want to go over there and be like, hey, buddy, give me 10 fucking minutes, you piece of shit. Some manicuring going on over if there. If you have to talk to your wife while she sits inside by herself for 10 minutes, I promise you the world won't fucking end. Actually, it will because Thanos... Clicked his fingers. World's not ending. I mean, at that point, the dude can at least hope that his wife gets ashed and he doesn't. Wow. This movie is going south faster than fucking geese in the fall. Goddamn. Geese in the fall, huh? You really are like a fucking 80-year-old man. Fly away home, baby. Fly all the way home. Uh, In terms of the MCU movies that you have seen to this point, Brandon, where does this one rank for you? Number one. Really? It was pretty hot. Without a second guess, without a second thought, yeah? Pretty hot. I uh, I mean, I need to see a bunch more, as I'm sure our detractors will say. Yeah, no, me too. But, I definitely uh, have some things to catch but up on. I, I think this was a good quality movie that left us interested throughout the movie, that at the end left us feeling uh, remorseful and thinking. This wasn't, you know, like a Fast and Furious movie where it's like, Bang, bang, explosions, car chase scenes. They right. did have a lot of that, but they threaded it together but, very but, well. But they made it also a movie that had a intellectual background to it. You felt compassion. You got to know the characters, even briefly. You, you felt for them as they were erased or they were getting just wrecked. You know? This was a funny movie, but not funny enough to be a comedy but serious enough to be a drama. Yeah. I think it really does um, walk the line of several genres. I think, you know, yeah. for sake of ease, we're calling it, you know, it was, an a, it was a good balance. It's a that, comic book movie, which I think we can safely categorize as its own genre now. I mean, um, this I, is what I'd the 18th or 19th it, Marvel film. I'd almost consider it a little more than a comic book movie. I mean, to me, the, one of the darkest, most amazing storylines will be the dark Knight. You know, I don't even look at that as a superhero movie. I look at it as a psychological movie. I don't think that this movie was as deep and serious, but it was able to carry enough that it wasn't. You weren't just there for the explosions and the big fight scenes. Yeah, I think 
I think this is in my top three. Good. But I still think Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie. And it kind of relates to something that you just said and how it toes the line of certain genres. Yeah. That movie is very much like, it's like a spy thriller. And there are huge ramifications from that movie on the entire MCU based off of S.H.I.E.L.D. falls. Nick Fury is no longer in power. It's been infiltrated by Hydra. Everything's a fucking sham. The last 70 years have been a GD lie. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the way they pull the carpet out from under you in that movie. And yeah. the, the action's funny. Uh, funny. The action's awesome. Uh, the dialogue's funny, especially watching the relationship uh, blossom between um, you know Steve Rogers and, um, and Falcon. But also, I love the whole thread of like trying to redeem the irredeemable Bucky yeah. and how he refuses to give up on his best friend from back then. He knows he's still in there. Yeah. And sure enough, I, I love the fact that Bucky is still around and a relevant part of yeah. everything going on in the MCU now. Um, I still think Winter Soldier is my favorite one, but right. I, I think Infinity War might... I don't know. Infinity War and Civil War. Um, those two are kind of battling it out for me for those two and three spots. I don't know if uh, I feel like they're kind of interchangeable to an extent. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. I'm really excited for this movie next year. Obviously, we got uh, Ant-Man and Wasp in the meantime. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wish Paul Rudd any bad luck, but I could foresee those movies being a bit of a letdown being the follow up for the MC. Not like a follow up to that movie, but. It's kind of the same stage where Solo is after Last Jedi. I kind of feel like, it, yeah, Solo is, is primed to bomb for sure. Even though Donald Glover, who is the fucking man? Donald Glover is my favorite fucking celebrity on the planet Earth the last several months. I finally fucking watched Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What a good fucking show, man. Yeah. Holy shit, is that show funny. Donald, and, and, and you know, Childish Gambino as well. Like, he's a very, very talented musician, rapper, singer, blah, blah, blah. Um. I love Donald Glover, and I think he's going to be a great, good young Lando. I'm going to go see Solo, not for, for the up, young baby. Harrison Ford, but for the young Lando for sure. I'm I'm going to watch it mostly to see how the timeline plays out and perhaps how the Rebellion can be tied into it. I don't know if we're going to see a ton of the Rebellion, man. I, think I don't think we be, will. But... I'm sure we'll see a couple touches or a couple references here and there, but I yeah. think this is mostly going to be about... The criminal element of Star Wars, which I'm excited to see more of. Yeah. Because we keep hearing about smugglers and bounty hunters and all these fucking badass dudes throughout That's the galaxy. That's the question. Will we see any bounty hunters? Are we going to see Jabba the Hutt? Ooh. that Because there's also already been hints that there's going to be more than one solo movie, which I'm not... I don't know. Give me a movie where he rescues Chewie from slavery. I want to see that fucking movie. It should movie. be this one. It won't be. Hmm. Unless it's like a quick throwaway scene. Probably. Like to kind of set up the dynamic between Han and Chewie. Truly, truly scum. Uh, Chewbacca. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see, man. But yeah. in terms of Ant Man and Wasp coming out, I think Marvel kind of did Black Panther a favor in having it be the last movie leading up to Infinity War because people were so hyped for Infinity War. Yeah, knowing that Black Panther was going to be a large part of it, people flocked to Black Panther. Obviously, for other reasons. That's a fucking. That's yeah, a, that's going to be a cultural touchstone in the African American community for years to come. Totally, but. Marvel definitely helped them out with the hype train leading up to it. I feel like Ant-Man and Wasp on the ass end is like the come down from Infinity War. They, they might suffer a little bit. I, I hope or, not, but I can see that its, happening. What's its drive? Is it more of kind of being that Paul I think Red, the drive is Paul you Rudd's wanna, a funny character? Well, I think the way in terms of the drive to how it relates to Infinity War, it's like, all right, what the fuck has Scott Lang been up to since the Sokovia Accords? Yeah. Maybe how we'll does he see fit a bit of Clint. 
maybe he goes and gets Clint. Maybe he, you know, uh, toward the end of the movie, you start to see how he starts to get more involved with the Infinity. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think that'll be the driving force for me to go see it. The whole time I'm wondering, where the fuck is Ant-Man? And uh, we'll hopefully have our answers as to what he's been up to and how he eventually fits into the second half of this Avengers movie. Yeah. Bad fucking ass. That dude's lawnmower is pissing me off, so... We're going to wrap it. Uh, Brandon, thank you for hanging out today. We had a big day with Brandon. Um, if you didn't see the Instagram post about Brandon's big day, go follow us right. on Instagram. I had some den-den. Den-den chicken, I had a baby. great vegetarian dish. You looked at some history books. We went to the Brown University Library where I felt like an Ivy League student. It felt you, amazing. You were an Ivy League student. I Don't touch that fucking cord. I didn't touch the cord. You were just literally fucking stroking it. Because I was thinking about Emma Watson. So the place, that we, the-, the place that we went to today on the east side of Providence, Den Den Chicken, was a shit-ass bar that wasn't shitty. I mean, it was like middle of the road at best. It was an old bar called Specs that me and several of my friends, when we like started to turn 21, 22, we used to go up and get trivia, uh, hit trivia nights there on like whatever, Mondays or Tuesdays, whatever. Maybe it was Wednesdays. Who fucking cares? But the reason we go is because Emma Watson was going to Brown at the time. And we knew that she'd gone to Specs Trivia at least one time in her life. And we were hoping that maybe we'd catch her on the second time. We never met Emma Watson. Even if I was in the same bar as Emma Watson, I I would be so starstruck and just, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to say. I'd probably be like, I love you. And then she'd be like, Mace, Mace window to your face. I love you though. I hate you, Kyle, but I love you, though. I hate you, Hermione, but I love you, though. I do love Hermione. <sighs> anyway. Do you like love I... Hermione or her Heine? Um, I mean, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hold up, hold up. I have to be careful with how I phrase this question, mainly because Hermione is a character. She's like 10 to 18 years old. So we talk about Hermione in her senior year. <laughs> yes. Postgraduate. Postgrad Harmony, I'm sure she's uh she's kind of milfy. I heard her and Weasley had some kids or something. Maybe. Who fuck knows? This is getting awkward. I didn't read enough Harry Potter to know, but I do know that if I ever met Emma Watson, I would probably not be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note, uh, thank you for listening to super dope coverage of Infinity War. Thank you to the people who uh, recommended. I know Oscar. I think he was one of them. Um, extra, extra here, all about it. Extra, extra, infinity war. The fuck is that? Anyway, thanks to the people who uh, suggested we do this today. I hope you guys enjoy it. Make Jesus. sure you uh, catch up on Super Dub. We've been uh, doing the dub since episode 56, I believe. 57, somewhere in there. So if you haven't listened to those, please go check them out. Uh, we do... For the most part, sub-dub comparisons and, you know, I bitch about stuff. If you haven't listened to uh, this week's episode, I talk about Kamea Khan at length. A lot of cool shit happened there this weekend, so go check that out. And uh, please subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could please write us a review and rate us, that would be very helpful. Helps other people find the show. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go strangle the fuck out of this lawnmower piece of shit across the street. I don't know what his fucking name is, but I don't want to learn his fucking name. I just know him as lawnmower piece of shit across the street. You feel me? Deuces.